Welcome everybody to The Patriot and The Preacher. I'm Mark Anthony, your Patriot. Hey, this is Todd Cognato, The Preacher. We have another great show, Todd, and uh, we're really excited about both of these guests. I know that a lot's going on right now, so we purposely brought both of these guests in to bring some clarity on two issues, right? Yeah. Which, is, which is really the condition of the church right now and what Christians should be doing. And for that, you know, why not bring in a battle-tested colonel to yeah. talk about that, right? Who is a, also a former army chaplain. Uh, this book, I think it is, uh, as you'll hear in the interview, I think it's being released at the perfect time, Todd. The Military Guide to Armageddon, mm. Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times. Colonel David Giamona is going to join us and talk about that. Yeah, I mean, what an amazing interview. Uh, I, I can't wait for everybody to hear what he has to say because he's really calling out some things that the church probably, you know, let's just be honest, is not prepared for that needs to be. Um, you know, and he's, he's not really, uh, you know, he's, he's not playing punches. He's just telling it like it is. And this is what we need to be doing in this hour. That's absolutely right. And we got it. And we have to have strategies. We can't just, uh, we can't just lie down and wait for the next thing to happen. Right, Todd? Yeah. This, no, this is really is a critical moment. This is a critical time. We talk about it a lot, a precipice moment, a defining moment, and, and we're seeing persecution uptick. We're seeing all different types yeah. of things happening. So what he says is so crucial and critical, Mark. It is. And, and you know, as I, I, I really want to share this with the audience right now. It's something that uh, really kept coming to mind as I'm watching these hearings, Todd, and these revelations that have uh, come from, you know, Georgia and Pennsylvania and Michigan and now in Arizona, um, is that those people that have put everything on the line to sign these affidavits under, under penalty of perjury are putting everything on the line, much like our the founders did and patriots did way back mm -hmm. when. This is our, I really feel like this is our second revolution right now. It's, it's time it for is. us to rise up. Yeah. Uh, because let's make, let's be perfectly clear before we get to our next guest and talk about him is that if we do not make sure that this is fixed and justice prevails, our country is lost. That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, not only that, Mark, but I mean, you know, with this whole election going on in Georgia, you know, I'm just thinking about it. Like, why would we want to vote on the same system that we already know is rigged and there's algorithms and, you know, the servers are in other countries and well, who trusts it at this point? So something has to change. It has to change now. That's absolutely right. It does. It has to change now. We are on day 25 of this con game going on, Todd, across the country. You know, some people, because of what's going on with the mainstream media and how they completely ignore everything, may, may not understand how bad things are. Now, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show, some of the, some of the specifics. But ladies and gentlemen, even the truck driver that, again, goes back to the conspiracy that was pointed out during this circus, the U.S. Post Office that drove mm. 258,000 ballots from New York into Pennsylvania. Yeah. That alone should give everybody cause for concern, but there are, just to point out to the audience, Todd, there are over 5,000 affidavits out there. Yeah, and an affidavit, if you sign an affidavit, I know this because I've signed affidavits and you know, you gotta be concerned. I mean, obviously what I said was true and so I didn't have a, a worry, but you know, it, it's, it, you can be, you know, 
it's perjury. It's perjury if you lie on an affidavit. So, you know, these people are putting their lives at risk and obviously they're signing these affidavits because what happened actually happened, what they're saying. Right. Absolutely. This is not made up. Um, and as a matter of fact, when it comes to the video evidence that we all saw, saw down in Georgia, it actually lines up with the affidavits when they were asked to leave the time who left with them. Um, all the stories are lining up and we wanted to bring in somebody that's a good friend of the show who also is actually an expert on so many different things because let's face it, PhDs research everything, right? Dr. Jerome Corsi. But you know, as this guy has had over 25 bestsellers. Yeah. Um, and so, and he also joined us as the audience may remember uh, back in June to talk about COVID. So we're going to delve into uh, COVID, the election, and what Dr. Corsi sees um, happening uh, before January 20th. And I promise you, it'll be insightful. There's some breaking news there as well. That's right. Uh, yeah, the breaking news, very, very important. Dr. Corsi always brings a plethora of information. I think, uh, you know, again, uh, enlightening. And he's got a great track record, Mark. I mean, what he says is, is you know, 99% of the time comes to pass. So uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to hear what he has to say. Absolutely. He always comes in with a lot of ins insight and it's backed up. So it's not conjecture. We'll talk about what that means later. I think everybody understands that. It's not conjecture, an opinion based on something that has no fact behind it. He actually does a lot of research and it does. Hey, Every time he says something, he's called a conspiracy theorist, but it just so happens <laughs> that it comes true. So we're glad to have him here with us. We're going to have a great show. We're going to dive into some important issues right now. And I just want to remind everybody out there that this is not the time to stand down and no. feel weak or feel defeated. We've all felt that over the last four and a half weeks, but this is the time to stand up for this country, much like our founders did and they all called them crazy back then. Let's That's be right. crazy for the Constitution. Let's stand up for it because what we're watching right now, we're going to talk about this in the news, we're literally watching it be followed to the T on what needs to happen to correct this great injustice. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. We're back with the Patriot and the Preacher so, Todd, let's bring our listeners, our audience up to date here. Just back, just down in Florida, this is what we know. We know that 2,056 felons illegally voted. <laughs> we know that 66,248 people under the age of 18 voted. Yeah. We, we know that 2,423 people weren't registered at all. 1,043 used a P.O. box. 4,926 voted past the registration date, breaking hmm. the law. 10,315 died before the election. Hmm. 395 wow. voted in two states. Not surprising. 15,700 people moved out of state. And 40,279 changed county and didn't re-register to vote. Hmm. And you're saying this in Florida, Mark? This is in Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's uh, big because uh, Trump's margin in Georgia wasn't that, uh, you know, far behind, uh, you know, all the fraud. So, uh, you know, all these things that you're saying would change the vote and give Georgia to Trump. It would. It would. And that's just one instance, right? Because, Todd, when, 
you know, just to give everybody an idea, because they, we keep being told, we're told by the large majority of the media out there that we're crazy here <laughs> and we should give up and Trump should concede and plan on running in 2024. But for anybody out there, I know that for a long time we had that common core stuff and where we dumbed down our students, right? Mm-hmm. And that we taught them new math. Mm-hmm. Now, even bringing in new math into the equation, how could you possibly have in North, in the city of North Musca- Muscadun, Michigan, 781% turnout? Yeah, wow. Or in the Zeeland Charter Township in Michigan, 460% turnout or 205% turnout in the city of Detroit, Todd? Well, the simple answer is you can't. And, and you right. know, mathematical experts and, uh, you know, statistical experts have come in and testified under oath of this exact fact that it's not possible. And President Trump, uh, during a speech, which, by the way, wasn't even televised by most of the major networks, uh, I think OAN, uh, Newsmax, a few others picked it up. But this he, he deemed it as maybe one of his most important speeches that he has ever given, if not the most. And uh, in that speech, he laid out with charts of, uh, you know, just the, the anomaly of this massive spike that occurred in several of these states during these document, you know, during these ballot dumps, uh, 3 a.m. dumps and, you know, connecting the dots, this gentleman with the truck that, you know, drove from New York to Pennsylvania, you know, he's coming out, uh, you know, it all connects, everything connects, Mark. And so now what we're doing is we're doing reverse engineering and we're looking through all these different things and the affidavits and, the, and just a plethora. I mean, it's like, a you know, just an avalanche of information continues to come out. I find it impossible that any uh, legitimate judge especially a justice on the Supreme Court could take this and just say, oh, this is irrelevant. It's, it's, you know, people are saying that we haven't brought evidence out. Well, that's just nonsense. There's more evidence than, than anybody even knows what to do with. And, you know, every time there is evidence brought out, what's happening is the big tech companies are censoring it. They're taking down the accounts. They're, they're taking down the videos. And this has to stop. It, it does. It must stop. Now, you know, just think about this. They are exerting so much control over the entire population on what's important and what's not. And every time Sidney Powell or somebody from the Trump legal team releases something, Twitter shuts them down um, and Facebook does as well. And why would they be doing that if they weren't hiding something, Todd? And we know they have been. The most recent video that came out in the last 24 hours of the election workers being told to go home and sure enough four or five stand stay behind and what do they do within literally minutes of the press and the republican watcher poll watchers leaving they pull out suitcases full of ballots that's right that's right um and and from the testimony it lines up with their timeline and the american people were just told in the last 24 hours todd that the same ballots on a regular basis were run through nine times, nine to 10 times for Biden. That's right. Well, this is a constitutional crisis, Mark. I mean, there's really no, you know, no, uh, I mean, we have to call a spade a spade. This is, this is a, a very important moment, very, very critical moment 
in the history of this country, but it's, mm-hmm. it's going to determine whether we're a banana republic or we're an actual republic because, uh, you know, so many Americans, millions, millions of Americans, and by the way, the world is watching too, but millions of Americans are disenfranchised and don't trust the voting system, including myself. We don't trust it now because of these algorithms, because of these machines. We're finding out our votes were you know, rooted through Germany and other foreign countries. Uh, we're finding out through back doors, uh, some of these people that Sidney Powell refers to as white hat hackers are finding out that there is back doors in, in China, in Hong Kong, in Serbia, in Iran, in other nations. So this is uh, foreign interference and that takes us to a whole nother level. This is real foreign interference that forensically can be proven, Mark. That's absolutely correct. And at that level that we also know these memory sticks yeah. had a huge, yeah, the disappearing ones and the ones that we can still find, not only, not only did they alter the way those machines were counting everything, and it's been proven time and time again, but a lot of them, what over what, 40 of them disappeared in Georgia that yeah. can't be accounted for? Um, and so what we do know, because remember, when we look at things and proof is coming out and you're hearing the other side say that's not proof, in a court of law, affidavits and video are submitted as what? Evidence. That's right. And so we have more 5,000 plus affidavits. We have video evidence. We have forensic evidence. We have evidence that even at the at the uh, level of the of voting machines with the memory sticks up through the fact that they were connected to the internet. We know they were manipulated there as they went on to go and report. We know they were manipulated in real time because that's one of Dominion's feature sets, right, Todd? In the manual to the employees that run it. So looking at the total picture, is there enough evidence to overturn this election? Absolutely. And it's going to take everybody that loves this nation and to remember this point, because we have to drive this home. If we do not put everything behind this, this country is lost. That's right. We go right into Great Reset. You can look. This is not a conspiracy theory. You go on to the Hill today. The Hill, it's not even a conservative publication. And they say right on there, John Kerry says that Joe Biden is 100% in for the Great Reset. The the Great Reset is, is scheduled to happen in Q2 of next year. That's, you know, literally months away. Our lives will change forever. The U.S. dollar will probably be dethroned as the world's global reserve currency. The U.S. has to buy in on this. And so Mm -hmm. with President Trump, I don't believe he's going to buy in on it. And that would at least delay and disrupt what they're trying to do with this globalist agenda. But if Biden is seated and our military and our population allows this man to go into the White House or Kamala Harris or whoever on the Democrat side that they would have put in, we're in this globalist agenda, in it to win it. And guess what we're going to lose is what we're going to do. We're all going to lose. We're going to lose property. We're going to lose our savings. Uh, You know, it's amazing. I mean, people don't even understand the ramifications of this, Mark. Yeah, the ramifications are serious. So we, um, so in speaking of that, because let's uh, dovetail into this, because the story you saw as we were going on, about to go on the air is priceless. Remember that he's giving us a bird's eye view as to what's to come. If you look at the, imaginary cabinet positions that he's appointing um, people to, including the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of State, who um, are all people of great concern in their background. Janet Yellen um, wants to be a activist 
on her position, um, which that position isn't for activists at all, and none of these are. Um, we should all be very concerned and be not only in deep prayer, but be willing to do whatever it takes to take this country back. And, that's and right. what I mean by that is that, let's be clear, we, this is an insurrection. We've had foreign powers, including powers within our government, collude to overthrow this to really, it's a coup d'etat. As, as Jerry Corsi is going to say later on in the show, he has a book about that. So, Todd, what did Joe Biden say that actually makes absolutely no sense? But, see, as Sidney Powell pointed out, somebody that has dementia, okay, says things sometimes. It's almost a truth serum. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if anybody's noticed, he has a boot on both ankles. Yeah. He can't make up his mind. And he puts full weight on both. So. Yeah. Did he really hurt his ankle? Hmm. Well, Interesting. So excuse, what did you know. what did Joe Biden say, Todd? Yeah, basically, he's saying that, you know, if he doesn't agree with um, Kamala Harris on something, he could get sick and resign. I mean, it's a very weird exactly what everybody said. And it's like, here he is, just like with the, you know, uh, we put the, the greatest voter fraud, uh, you know, system mm -hmm. together. And, you know, you outright said it. Everyone's like, you know, jaws drop. Like, what did you just say? Right. You know, and now, again, now, you know, now again, he's, I mean, he's the gaff master, but I don't think these are gaps. I think like you said, it's truth serum. He he's just can't even hold back and he's letting it out there. Like, yeah, they're going to ixnay him and put in Kamala, the most radical person in the Senate. Yep. Okay. So if anybody wonders, should we be concerned and be battle ready? Is this our next guest is going to talk about? The answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. One. We're back with the Patriot and the Preacher. We have a very special guest, a very timely guest right now. He's the author of The Military Guide to Armageddon Battle Tested Strategies to prepare your life and soul for the end times. Colonel J David Giamona, welcome to the show. Man, Mark and Todd, great to be with you. Uh, right in the middle of all the things that are happening, what could be better timing for us to talk? Definitely, this is perfect timing, as you as we were saying before we started the interview. So you, you are a former um, army chaplain. Um, and uh, so what made you wanna sit down and write this book for for America? Uh, I'm gonna tell you the short story first. Uh, went to war numerous times, mm -hmm. uh, three battlefields, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, went to Kuwait, uh, Honduras was a battlefield, but no one talked about that. And uh, when I saw soldiers killed, injured, and what it did to their psyche and their faith, uh, many of them, even chaplains coming back from war, devastating because their view of God was, God's going to protect me. God's going to see me through this. God is going to not let anything happen to me. And while God is a loving God and, you know, will help us and bless us, you know, there are no guarantees on this life when God's going to call us home or what's going to happen with us, but he will be with us, he says, through yeah. thick and thin. So I wrote the book because the church in America and really around the world is not focused on the right things, not focused mm -hmm. on the end times, not focused on the battles that are ahead. Mm -hmm. We want to get them ready. So that's the short answer. Wow. Great answer. Well, you're, you're speaking my language, Colonel, because uh, this, you know, the Patriot and the Preacher show, I'm the preacher. And what you just said in that introductory statement is basically our mantra. I mean, we are, uh, you know, I'm, I'm concerned because there is a lot of pre-trib Christians that feel like we're all going to be raptured out of here before any problems are going to take place. 
And, uh, you know, I went to Bible school and, you know, even the, uh, the, the professors there told me, you got to develop your own theology on this, but there's mid-trib and post-trib. I happen to be post-trib, but I always tell the pre-trib people, hey, I hope you're right, you know, but the truth is we're seeing things escalating fast, you know, talk of vaccines and COVID passes and great resets and all these just, uh, you know, end time bizarre things that we're hearing that are now mainstream news. This isn't conspiracy. I mean, I just read on the Hill this morning that, you know, John Kerry is saying that Joe Biden is 100 percent for the Great Reset. So oh, yeah. here we go. You know, you're 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 talking about all this stuff. You know, how did the church miss the mark on this? sir? I think what happened, Todd, and let me go back a little bit. Jesus has told us no one knows when the when the Lord is going to return. So, um, and that's a whole different subject, but whether you're post, pre, or mid, this book is really to get us all ready, because there are millions of Christians right now dying for their faith, not in America, but around the world. So how can you say, we're not going to go through it? We are going through it. It's happening right now. Absolutely. You know, you, you pointed out, you pointed out something in your bio that I think is important to bring up just right now. The timing of your book is perfect, but what you said about this is where a lot of people are having problems, especially after what happened in the election, David. Mm. How to be empowered to counter the darkness of approaching end time forces. Yes. So there's a lot of listeners out there right now and viewers that, and I know myself, Todd and I have spoken about it. We've talked to our friends, our circle. There's a lot of people right now that are, that are <clears throat> depressed, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. And it's, you know, 2021, there's no guarantee it's going to get any better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a, you know, a conspiracy theorist, just like Todd was saying. I'm not a, you know, doomsdayer. But I am saying the Lord is telling me, and that's why we wrote the book, to get the church ready because of depression and because they don't know what to do. And there's fear and hearts and people are looking left. Even pastors are asking me, you know, what do we do? Well, we wrote the book because we have outlined what we need to do. And mm-hmm. we take military terms that we use in combat and strategy. I learned in the war college and we translate them into the church's language. So everyday person can understand this is what I need to do right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and we want uh, everyone to go out and get the book. We're going to give information on that towards the end of the interview. But can you give us just a couple of things like top line of what we actually can do in preparation? Because I think our listeners really like to know that. No, absolutely. Of course, the book outlines all of these in detail, but the very first chapter is called Battle Ready. In Korea right now, um, we have division or battle ready units uh, that can go on a moment's notice against North Korea if the, if the flag uh, were relived or the balloon go up. And their mantra over there in Korea is fight tonight. They have to be ready right now to go to war because if they're not ready, and the number one priority of the army is readiness. We translate that to the church. Todd and Mark, you know the church is not ready. We've been talking all kinds of things, but the real reality is readiness begins with my relationship to Christ. Where am I? What is the priority of my life? What am I doing in communicating? with them, talking with them, reading his word, applying it to my life, and going back to the first century in Book of Acts where the apostles went out and did these miracles, where are they today? They need to come back. So mm-hmm. Battle Ready is one of the things we talk about right out front of the book. You also talked about, David, 
about developing our spiritual gifts right now, which I think in a lot of listeners' minds is the farthest thing in their mind. But you just explained why we need that. So talk about developing those gifts as we're getting ready. Yes. Well, you know, there are gifts of the Spirit that ch- uh, that people are not using in the church right now. You know, a lot of people believe the gifts of the Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, all that went out in the first century. That's oh. a lie from Satan. That's a yes. deception. God wants to empower this church with his gifts of the Holy Spirit, whether that's gifts of healing, miracles, discernment is especially uh, needed right now. And Mm -hmm. we can ask the Father, and he will give us those gifts if we earnestly seek them. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but they're out there. There's people out there listening right now that need to hear this, that we are not left powerless. We have the full armor of God. We're just not using it. That's right. There's a lot of fear, a lot, a lot of fear. And the Bible clearly says, you know, what place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. We have perfect love from the Lord Jesus, but we have to have faith and trust in him. And the first step of that is having a relationship with him, a prayer life, uh, a life of, you know, we're worshiping him. We're in communication with him. Like the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. How did you get started on this journey, Colonel, to, 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 to write this book? Because this is clearly an end time thing. How did you get started on this? Well, I actually started in a whole different light. I was typing on my computer one day. It was called The Making of a Warrior. We were doing uh, things for veterans and uh, a retreat center for veterans. And the Lord spoke to me. I mean, clearly, audibly, and said, you're doing the wrong thing. You're going the wrong direction. This is what I want you to write about. And he said, I want you to write about Making of a Warrior in light of the end times. And I said, Lord, Nobody's interested. In, this is 2018. Nobody's interested in the end times. We're burnt mm-hmm. out from mm-hmm. the Hal Lindsey days and from the late great planet Earth and the, all the predictions. No pastor wants to talk about. It. And Lord said, when this book is published, it'll be a whole new world. Mm. I said, OK, Lord, I'm going to do that. And it is a whole new world right now. It absolutely. Yes. <clears throat> David. As you're, as you're looking at what you're talking about, the timing of this book couldn't have been better. And, and, and God's voice was spot on as usual, what he told you, because this is a whole new different world that we're looking at right now. Absolutely. And, um, you know, Todd and I were talking as we were preparing for the show about, about looking forward and being ready. Um, of course, a lot of people are hopeful that this election is going to be, is going to turn out in a different way. In fact, there are some promising signs but then every day it's an up and down thing. So if you ride with the news, you're going to you're going to be sorely disappointed every day. What would you say, you know, Todd and I are going to talk about this a little bit later in the show, but what would you say right now to Christians that are wondering, well, is God in this? What was, what should we do? Is the country falling apart? Should some a certain person walk into the Oval Office? But what should we do as Christians right now? Because I think there's a lot of lost people that call themselves Christians and understandably so. So our world just got shattered, right? What what we just witnessed happen in this country, right? Well, first of all, they're not going to like my answer. Okay. It doesn't matter or Trump or Biden or anybody else is the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Yes, it matters. I understand. But taken in the context I'm talking about, my eternal destiny, my faith, my relation across in, in the cross and the Christ doesn't matter who the president is. I served under Obama for eight years. It was a miserable eight years, but I grew because of the storms that were caused by him and the uh, factions that were caused by him and all that. Now, I hope Trump 
as the president. I really do. And I want to see four more years of wonderful things. If Biden gets in there, we've got globalization, the Great Reset. You know, I'm familiar with all of those things. The foremost I would tell everybody is this. Make your faith in Christ and not in a man, because yeah. a man will always fail you. That's right, man. Yeah, those are good words to live by. We need to live by that. It's it's key in preparing us. The you know I do believe there's a remnant church. I, I use that term often because there's a mainstream church that's really been more motivational. I hate to say it. We're not here to like condemn and judge the church, but there's a lot of motivation that, that they haven't really spoke about the the really key things to prepare warriors to build up a Gideon's army. And then there's the remnant church that are prayer warriors and that are more equipped. And it, we've really seen a separation in this time. It's really interesting, uh, you know, that there's a, there's a great, you know, difference between remnant warriors that are interceding and praying and travailing and on their faces. And, and then there's the other group that are just totally lost right now. What can you say to the greater body, Colonel, that would really bring us together and have us be more equipped? Well, you know, that's a great question, Todd. Uh, you know, there is a separation going on right now, but that doesn't mean you, whoever's listening, cannot join the real body of Christ. It is not a church, it is not a denomination, it is not a man. We have to join in the leader of the church, who is Jesus Christ. He's not a priority. He is the all in all, the center of everything. If we join ourselves to him, then, you know, all other things will fall in place. The reading of the word, going to the right body of believers. I believe the church probably in the future will go underground, you know, as things get worse in the world, the Antichrist comes to power, uh, you know, down the road. So right now it's important, not in the denomination, but in a relationship with Christ. That's where we start and get away from the council culture. Culture does not tell the Bible. The Bible informs us what we should be doing. The culture does not. And unfortunately for many churches, they're listening to the culture. And uh, I'm telling pastors and preachers around the world in this country, you know, the culture is going to come and go. Christ will remain forever. Mm. Amen. Amen. And before we go, David, could you just give the listeners an idea of what Warrior Refuge is that you run in Columbus, Georgia? I have a 46-acre spread near Fort Benning, um, mm -hmm. and we retired there, uh, and it's been in operation for about 10 years. And what do we do is uh, right now we're in a restoration phase. Uh, we have a beautiful three-story, uh, three-level log home on our lake, and we do hunting and fishing. And the Warrior Refuge basically is – we are, you know, our goal is to take pastors, missionaries, people who are been in the battle. And uh, one of the chapters in the book is called Rest and Recuperation. We just had a pastor several weeks ago come in and just spent the day with us. But, you know, the, that refuge is to bring people in and get them some restoration and uh, renewal and before they go out into the battle again. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so needed. <laughs> I might be hitting you up on that, Colonel. <laughs> be a holler. Okay, absolutely. Well, listen, how can we find out more about your book? Where can we go to find the information right now? Well, the good news is the book is everywhere books are sold by Chosen Books, Baker Publishing Group. It is actually not released until January the 5th, but it is on pre-order right now. And we just looked yesterday or the day before, we're number one on new releases on Amazon for our oh. category, and in several categories, spiritual warfare, eschatology, the end times. And uh, we were excited about that. And the book hasn't even been you know, uh, released to the public yet. You can pre-order it now and you'll get it soon after January 5. Anywhere just, books are sold. 
Uh, the, and just uh, just so everybody knows the title, it's the Military Guide to Armageddon Battle Tested Strategies to prepare, to prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times. David Giamona, really good to have you on. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure, fellow Italians. God bless you all, man. God bless you, sir. This is the Patriot and the Preacher. We'll be right back. Thank you, David. Welcome back to the Patriot and the Preacher. We have a great guest, a good friend of the show, Dr. Jerome Corsi, 25 best-selling books since 2004, sixth on the New York Times bestseller list, and one on the it was the New York Times bestseller. Dr. Jerome Corsi, thanks for joining us again. You are joining us with breaking news that you just filed a lawsuit in the Supreme Court concerning the election. So, Dr. Corsi, explain that this is, this is huge bombshell news. What are you doing and what is the uh, strategy behind this right now? Well, it, first of all, it's a, uh, what I filed was a petition, not exactly a lawsuit. There is a, a distinction that's important. Uh, of the, what I filed was, is called a petition for the Supreme Court to engage in judicial review on the election. And uh, I'm alleging that I'm saying basically that the election is fraudulent and I, I, we can go through the steps in my application. They're very important. But this, I'm filing for sua sponte action by the court. Sua sponte means what they choose to do. In other words, I'm respectfully saying to the Supreme Court, uh, on your own decision, what action is best to take. Mm -hmm. I'm petitioning the court to get involved to take this election under judicial review, that it needs to be examined. And I'm saying it needs to be examined. And I, it, come, it comes right out of my ebook, uh, which is on the CourseyNation.com website. You can download it. It's uh, called Trump Wins. And it's how uh, Trump will be the victor in the 2020 election. And basically what I'm saying is that um, this election is invalid or it is failed and that we have so much massive fraud. And I'm showing the Supreme Court, uh, you know, I'm saying I'm a citizen residing in New Jersey. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm asking for the Supreme Court to exercise sua sponte relief, decide what to do to protect the voting rights of all citizens of the United States. And I want them to engage in judicial review of this election, which is, I think it, it goes to, the petition goes to Judge Alito who is the Supreme Court Justice who oversees courts in, and legal issues in New Jersey. And uh, he also has before him the uh, case of Pennsylvania yeah. with the three days extended voting that the governor did without the state legislature passing a law. So I think this is now getting to the point where the Supreme Court, especially with that video coming out last night in Georgia, Mm -hmm. and the ballots suddenly being produced from under a table while everybody was thrown out of the room. I mean, that was, that's a smoking gun right there. Right. Right. And, uh, Dr. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, interviews and president Trump came out and there was one, I think it was on Maria uh, Bartolomo. And, and, you know, it sounded like he was saying that, you know, he's not sure if the Supreme court is going to hear the case, how do you feel about that? And now that you've brought this breaking news out, you know, is that along the lines of helping him? Do you feel that they're going to listen to this case? I think my, this brief is that I wrote is going to be, it's really just a petition. It's going to be read. And I think it's done very well because I, 
First of all, the issue that Donald Trump is concerned about is standing. In other words, the Supreme Court doesn't have to take every case. But I think even in my uh, petition, I show, and I, did not, I didn't have the permission of the Trump team to do this. No one knew except you know, Larry Klayman, who's my attorney. Nobody knew I was going to do this until yesterday. I, just, I didn't tell anyone. I, did, I wanted to be completely my own action. Right. And, and I did it respectfully to the court. And I'm not trying to step on anything the Trump team wants to do. I'm not trying to interfere. But what I'm saying to the Supreme Court is that there are serious reasons why the court needs to take this. Number one, just to deal with the jurisdictional issue, I'm not sure this has been thought through uh, by all the Trump lawyers. And I've come up with some arguments that have not really been argued before before the Supreme Court. But uh, I think that, in fact, uh, they're going to be taken seriously by constitutional law lawyers and scholars. Uh, the point three I make in this petition is that the case really does involve a jurisdictional diversity case, and that's an important part, part, kind, kind of case. In other words, when one state is involved in a conflict with another state, the Supreme Court has original jurisdiction. In other words, the case originates in the Supreme Court. There's no other court to go to when two states are in conflict. And here what you've got is that, for instance, just an example, Oregon was an obvious constitutional violation of Article 2 because they implemented a universal mail-in voting without a state law. And Article 2 says only a state law, the state legislature has the right solely under Article 2 to set the rules for how a presidential election is to be conducted. Right. In Florida, they did absentee balloting, but they followed the rules of the state legislature and they, and they did it correctly. So, the Trump voters in uh, Florida had their equal rights to vote compromised by the voters, the Obama voter, voters in Oregon, because mm -hmm. the Oregon voters voted unconstitutionally, and the Trump voters in Florida did not have equal rights to vote, in that those illegal votes in Oregon should really have been discounted entirely. And we see that happening in other states as well. They changed right. They changed the laws, let's say 60 days or sooner before the election. Jerry, before we go, uh, because we have a hard stop coming up, we, really, we also wanted to uh, delve into this second wave of COVID that we're being yes. told is the second wave. And you were on with us back in June predicting what's happening basically right now. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, I've been predicting this all along. You're correct. I, I said this in June. See, because we didn't let people get exposed to the disease, we kept people confined. Right. Which was the the I think from the what I read, I'm not a medical scientist, I'm not a medical doctor, but what I read of the medical science, it's absolutely the wrong thing to do because people need to be out and about so their immune systems become robust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some people are gonna die, but uh, that's the case in every disease. If people are isolated indoors, they actually become more vulnerable because they don't have any chance to adapt to the disease. And so then when you release them, the disease which is still around will have an impact on those whose immune systems had no chance to adapt. And by now, I believe the disease is already dying out because it's less virulent. It's still around. But yes, we're getting infections, we're not getting the hospitalizations. We're not getting the advanced cases. 
We're not even getting the uh, intense problems medically or morbidity among the elderly or the comorbid. So the disease is a lot less dangerous today. And if we again would allow everybody to come out, but I think now you're seeing the political repression aspects from these Democratic governors who are using COVID as an excuse to limit our freedoms. And in fact, the Supreme Court case last week on this Roman Catholic diocese in New York and a synagogue where Governor Cuomo had restrictions about attendance and social distancing, the Supreme Court said that violates the free expression of religion clause in the First Amendment. Finally. And I think that's clear indication that a disease is being used to limit our liberties. Yes. Right. And that's where, and, and architect us into an authoritarian state where we have to obey. It's almost like the imposition of martial law because of disease. And we're seeing again how much this Marxist Democratic Party wants to control and lock down a free population. Mm -hmm. We threaten them just because we're out and about and doing business and have the freedom to move around and engage in productive activity. Uh, they don't want that if it's not state-controlled. So right. therefore, I think we see now, and not only with the election fraud being so obvious, but with additionally the clear indication that what we've got is authoritarian governors using COVID. COVID was an excuse both for the mail-in ballots to be done in a completely mm -hmm. unconstitutional way without state law approval or the expansion of absentee ballot to become mail-in ballots in a completely unconstitutional way without the legislative approval right. of the rules and regulations. And that, that was an excuse, COVID, and COVID being used to limit our liberties, churches, attendance, etc. And I think you'll see that the authoritarian state is architecting to as uses an excuse, a health crisis, and that's not in our constitution. Our constitution, even in the Civil War, we held elections, we continued to have our rights. I mean, there was rights, some rights uh, of suppression by President Lincoln and, uh, and habeas corpus, etc. But by and large, the American people remained free. And uh, certainly in World War II, uh, we, we have not used national crises as a as a social control mechanism to lock down populations until these Marxists took over the Democratic Party. Right. Dr. Corsi, before we let you go, uh, you know, just switching gears real quick, you know, as you watch the mainstream news, it's really depressing. You know, many people are saying just turn it off completely because it's all lies. Uh, looking at where we are today, what do you think the president's chances are of having a second term? Do you think they're good or what would you give as a percentage? Oh, I, I, in this book, I wrote this, let's read it. This Trump wins, read the book, Okay. Uh, this ebook on CorsiNation.com. I think it's 100% certain in my mind wow. that Donald Trump will be reelected uh, president on January 20th, 2021. I'm 100% certain of that. And the book expresses why it's going to go to the Supreme court where the Democrats are doing is unconstitutional there is no office called president-elect. <laughs> he made that up. Newsflash. That's right. Keep okay. going. Mm -hmm. And the propaganda that, you know, he's going to be, why doesn't Donald Trump just concede? It's disgraceful. No, this period of time was architected by our founding fathers who knew that a vote could be fraudulent. They made it so that the state legislature is in charge, both of setting the rules for the election and picking the electors. Right. And what, what is being attempted right now by Rudy Giuliani and to some extent, Sydney Powell's right there. She's, they're both doing a brilliant job. 
they they may get some of the state legislatures to say the Republicans to say um, in Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, other states, we are not going to send the Biden electors, right? Because we know it was, we're going to send the Trump electors because they really won. And the under the Constitution, the right of the state legislators to pick who they send to electoral college is is plenary. Uh, it was settled in Bush v. Gore, the Supreme Court decision, which means complete, unabridged, and they can take it back unto themselves anytime they want mm-hmm. and not award it to whomever won the popular vote for president in the state. That's, I think, on the play right now. And then the Supreme Court can say this entire election is what I call FUBAR, you know, World War right. II. This is messed up beyond all recognition. We're never going to fix this election. And so, therefore, it goes to the Supreme Court to decide. And again, our founding fathers said the state legislators were elected by the people. So it's still we, the people, picking the electors, picking the president. We elected the Congress of the United States, we, the people. If the Congress chooses the president, vice president, it's still we, the people, choosing the president and vice presidents. Our founding fathers over 240 years ago knew that elections can be messed up and fraudulent. And they said, Mm -hmm. we are not just going to trust people voting because we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Yeah. And it's it's amazing as we're, as you just laid it out, we've talked about it obviously so many times over the last month. It's again, the beauty of their wisdom and discernment that they had all these fail safe measures. And the hand of God and the hand of God. And the hand of God. And speaking of that, Jerry, you know, I think um, the audience is uh, right now, just, I know, from hearing from you, it makes them feel better because you've been around and you right. have <clears throat> you have a lot of great insight. So there was something that you used to always say to me when we were texting back and forth when you were under attack and they were trying to destroy you. And it definitely applies now. And so share with the audience what the phrase that you would say back and forth to well, me. Well, I, I always say in the end, God always wins. Yeah. And yeah. God will win here too. Agreed. So we have to pray. We have to do our part. To get it, uh, we have to repent for having allowed the country to get into the state. Mm. We've got to go back and take control of the school boards. We've got to get God back into the schools. We've got to get morals and the Constitution re-examined and get the communism out of the universities. Uh, we've got to get this subversion, this revolution out. This is an insurrection. Yeah. It's revolutionary activity and the penalty for it. I've said it again. I predicted my real coup d'etat that this is treason and by the end of the Election cycle, American public is going to see the traitor number one, traitor number two were Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, and right after them, John Brennan, John Clapper. There's a whole list of them. Right. And they're traitors. They are. They absolutely are. And thank God there are patriots out there like you and people on that legal team that are fighting. Dr. Jerome Corsi, thanks for coming back thank on. You. We always love to have you. My great pleasure. Thank you. God bless. We will win and God will prevail. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Jerry. This is the Patriot and the Preacher, and we will be right back. Thanks, Jerry. Welcome back to the Patriot and the Preacher. Uh, I want to thank both of our guests. They provided so much clarity. And David Giamona, I think, was the perfect guest with the title of that book for the perfect time right now. Because, you know, Todd, I keep saying this, we keep talking about this, but it's really true. And I want everybody to take heart with this message. Hmm. This is our time right now for our country. And all the people that say they're patriots and love this country, this is our time. And if you wonder in a way, 
whether or not can you make a difference? Well, Jerry Corsi just showed us as one citizen. He just filed a petition with the Supreme Court in that spirit, right? Um, and all the founders and 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 everybody that participated in that revolution did things that were not expected, and they yeah. stirred things up because they loved this country so much. And as Jerry said at the end of the interview, and I hope everybody got that, it's because of their faith, which we always drive home as well. And that cannot, we, we can't ignore that part of what made them so wise and have the discernment to write the constitution that literally is being followed as we speak. Because That's it right. was the hand of God that helped them do that. You know, the people have come from all over the world to the United States. Uh, we, we encourage that legally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when people go through that process, and I have so many friends that come from the former Soviet Union that, have, that are concerned right now, Mark. They're seeing the exact same things that took place in their country, uh, you know, happening here, whether it's Cuba or, uh, you know, Venezuela or the Soviet Union or other countries around the world where persecution has taken place. You know, this is America. We cannot let this happen. We've had too many people that have fought for our freedoms and we've enjoyed them for, you know, our life's been pretty easy. You know, I was talking with my friend Andrew Brunson today who was uh, persecuted in Turkey. I mean, American churches, Christians, we don't understand, you know, well, how easy we've had it, how good right. we've had it. But this is our 1776 moment and mm -hmm. we have to take a stand now. And I'm not encouraging violence. I'm not encouraging us to go out and hurt anybody because that's not how we how we do it. But, you know, like Dr. Martin Luther King said, you know, we, we have to go out there, though, and show our presence and show our disdain and let them know we're not going to allow this. And we th can't. this takes courage. This takes a, a right. different type of courage that many have not had to go down this path. Threats, possibly, job loss, possibly, but are you willing to put at stake right now for the future of this nation and for future generations for your kids and their kids, or are we going to let our country fall? Because that's where we're at, Mark. And that's the decision point we're at right now. And it truly is, that's where we are. But remember, just like we're talking about, we've got to follow their example and be willing to, to do anything, whatever it takes, because they sure did, because... Remember, when they got involved, they had to leave their homes. They left everything behind to go fight this important battle. I'm not saying it will necessarily come to that, but it certainly could. And at this point in time, I, just, to, just to give us a contrast, remember that during the war, how many countless times, Todd, did it look hopeless? Yes. When... We, when they could have easily said, that's it, we, we can't fight anymore. We, there's no reason to, we're outnumbered. That last battle took everything, but they mm -hmm. kept fighting because of their faith. They knew what they were doing was larger than them. It was a big, it was part of God's plan. It is still part of God's plan for this country to thrive and survive, but it's going to take each of us yeah. to say, how far will you go? Because right now we need everybody all hands on deck. Yes. This country, this light will either continue to shine and be the light to the world, or it'll be extinguished shortly, Todd. Yeah, that's correct. And, you know, it, again, it's uh, it's a spiritual battle. Um, you know, we have angels and, you know, warring on our side. We have the prayers that are protecting us. Um, you know, it, we have to believe God is with us. We have to have faith we have to trust the Lord with all our heart, lean not on our own understanding mm -hmm. in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our path. That's what the word of God says. 
and I believe it, and I'm going to stand firm. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, and uh, the weapons of their warfare are not carnal. They are in the Spirit of God. We're fighting uh, not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. That's what this is about, and uh, don't doubt it for a second. That's what we're in. We're in a battle for the soul. Joe Biden said it, the soul of this nation, mm-hmm. and that's exactly correct. We are in a battle for the soul of this nation. Will we stand today? That's the question, Mark. Will we stand today? And so let's everybody kind of focus on that, pray on that, and say together, yes, we will, because this this is our time right now. There is no, well, let's see what happens. Well, for the Christians out there to say that God's in control, that's absolutely true. But I'll tell you this, the patriots that came before us, they believed in God and followed his word, but they took action. And so yeah. now is the time to take action right now. And Todd, let's pray for our nation, President Trump, yes. and for our listeners right now, because yeah. this is a battle on both realms, and let's That's be right. prepared to do that. That's right. Yes. Uh, precious Lord, we come before you today asking for your favor, your grace, and your mercy, for your protection, Lord. Uh, I think of the battle hymn of the Republic, and uh, some of the verses that others don't really know that are in there, I posted about it yesterday, because that was written at such a crucial and critical time. And we are in a similar type period. We don't want civil war. We don't want to have to go to war. Uh, Many of us are hoping this will be over quickly, but we can feel the pressure spiritually. And we know that we are in quite the battle, Lord. And it's the battle for the future of this nation. So we're praying for safety, protection, and Lord, that you would give us four more years of President Trump, that there would be a turnaround in this current situation where it may look hopeless, but Lord, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And we believe that there's much hope in you you are our hope. You are our strength. Lord God, you are our very present help in time of need. And so we call upon your name, the name of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who sits on the throne. And we ask you to intervene on our behalf today, Lord God. We ask you to encourage your remnant church, Father God, that we would be just continue to have the joy and the peace that passes understanding. And that Lord, you would, in fact, as Jerome Corsi said, in the end, you always win. And we declare that and declare decree that today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Well, we will be back next week. We have an announcement to make that Pastor Paula White will be joining us next week to talk about what's going on in her brand new book. So until then, continue to pray for this nation. Stand up for this nation. Now is our time. That's right. And until then, I am Mark Anthony, your patriot. It's Todd Coconado, the preacher. Please pray for us. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you, and we'll see you again soon. God bless. Hello, my name is Pastor Todd Coconado, and I also uh, run an organization called Remnant News, and it is a ministry. What we're doing is we're putting information out there that you can't find on the mainstream media. We're like a David versus Goliath. We're putting this information out for those with ears to hear and eyes to see. We call you the remnant, people that are willing to to stand for the full Bible in this hour. We need your help, ladies and gentlemen. We can't do this without you. Um, Like I said, we're David versus Goliath. And uh, these big media corporations, they have so much money so much resources, guys like George Soros and others that pour in money, and we don't have that. Uh, We're just a grassroots ministry that's uh, doing our best to uh, accommodate the needs of the body of Christ in this hour. But if you're able, 
please sign up on our website, toddcoconado.com, toddcoconado.com slash give. And, you know, if you can give a monthly amount, that would be huge. you know, obviously, if you're able to give a higher amount, that helps us a lot, but we understand that it's a tough time right now. We just need your help. So if more of you step up and are able to give, we can continue to do this and grow in the midst of this very trying time so that we can get uh, the truth out there to the remnant body of Christ in this hour. Listen, guys, I'm just trying to follow my calling. It's scary at times. I'm going to be honest with you. We look at the bills. We don't know how we're going to do it. Uh, only by God's grace and only with amazing people like you can we do this. So thank you. Uh, you know, do what you can to help if you're able. That would be a huge blessing. And we're going to continue to do what we do in fighting in this major battle that we're in right now as a nation of world. Thank you and God bless you.